And I'm Sarah. And this is Fantasy Football Wives. We are recording our second episode today. Thank you to everyone for all your amazing feedback on our first episode. Um, we're actually blown away with how many people listened to it and all the comments we've had um, encouraging us to uh, keep going with our um, fantasy football chat and these World Cup specials. Um, we are into the final group stage matches and we've had a really, really good week since we last spoke. There have been some nail-biting moments for uh, title holders Germany, Argentina, Spain last night and also a number of controversies around VAR, which Sarah and I will be discussing later on. But first of all, I think everyone is dying to know how you are getting along in fantasy football. Have you managed to edge past I don't know what I'm doing? Well, so I actually think I've had an okay week, but it doesn't look like it's an as good week as everyone else. Um, <laughs> story of my fantasy football life. Um, so the truth is I have not edged past what am I doing, although, but I'm still at the bottom of um, my tournament. And then in my league, <laughs> where it is just me and my brother, he is still considerably beating me and has 155 points to my 111. So I don't, I just don't know what I need to do next. I know what you say I need to do next, but... You're refusing to bring in Ronaldo. Well, look, it's good you took Otamendi out because he had a bad game uh, for Argentina, didn't he? Yeah, so I'm really glad I took him out, even though it hurt my heart. <laughs> but lesson number one <laughs> my top scorer is uh mr harry kane yes um, but who is not performing for me is griezmann oh yeah so he well i tell you what he's uh he's probably quite replaceable by uh with uh christian ronaldo no or maybe lukaku yeah, or maybe, you know, a Premier League player like Lukaku. Um, well, no, as, as I said, it's good you took Conte Mendy out. They had a, a pretty... He had a pretty bad performance for Argentina, which is odd because he's actually usually on form at City. And he was doing very well in my fantasy football team last week, uh, last week, last season. But in that same game, do you know who was very good? Lovren for Croatia. Mm. So I definitely think we should be keeping the Liverpool centre-back in mind as a potential for next season. Mm. You've heard it here first. I was quite happy because um, I put in last week Roos, which one of um, my friends uh, went out of his way to text me was a stupid idea. Um, and then he scored. So he's laughing now. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to introduce a new feature this week of Good Week, Bad Week, where we'll share what we think are the highs and lows of football in the last week. Uh, and then later on, we'll be looking forward to game week one of next season. You might think this is a bit early with the World Cup still going on, but you've got little over a week to have a look at some players in the World Cup in order to help choose your team. So without further ado, let's look at this episode's Good Week, Bad Week. So who's it been a good week for, Sarah? So first up in good week, it's been a good week for Iranian women. Um, obviously, we are two female football fans, so um, this story really appealed to me. But Iranian women haven't been able to watch football in a stadium in um, Iran ever. 
and a group of Iranian women travelled to Russia and were able to join in the stand to support their team, and that was a first. The reason that they aren't allowed in the stands in Iran isn't a case of women can't support football. It's to do with um, separating men and women. But the women travelling to Russia generated such a positive um, story that for the Spain game, the Iran-Spain game, Women, for the first time in Iran, were invited into an Iranian stadium to to watch the game um, on TV. So that's a real kind of step forward. And that's a great story. That's uh, that just shows you kind of the power of sport, really, and how it can help shape you know changes in society. That's um, kind of <laughs> it. Kind of makes my next uh, good week for seem a, a little bit. Um, Irrelevant because not irrelevant, so relevant. Trivial, exactly. That's the word I was looking but for. Important yeah, because I was going to say it's been a good week for Harry Kane, <laughs> who scored a hat trick. <laughs> Doesn't really have the same um... cultural significance. No. <laughs> well, it does. It does if uh, it means we're bringing it home. That's true. And so Harry Kane, he scored a hat-trick and it now means that he is the top of the golden boot table. But we do have to agree, it was the worst hat-trick ever. I mean, two, two penalties, and they were good penalties, but two penalties and a deflection off the back heel. I mean, it wasn't exactly three goals from open play. No, uh, it wasn't uh, his, his strongest three goals. But I tell you who did score a good goal uh, that game. Jesse Lingard. And let's not forget John Stones, um, golden defender. Yes. He he almost had a hat-trick as well. Would have been incredible. I wonder how much money, if you put money on that as a bet, John Stones to score a hat-trick. In the World Cup. In the World Cup. Probably, I reckon the odds would probably be better than when Leicester uh, won the Premier League. It's probably fair. But, yeah, no, I'm pretty proud of John Stones. Well, we'll talk about him a bit later because he's definitely someone I've got my eye on for my fantasy football team next season. The group of people I was watching the game with, obviously I'm a City fan, asked, um, do you have any songs for John Stones? And I didn't know, actually, because he wasn't playing a lot last season. Um, uh, They only kind of came up for a song later on for him. But one of the songs was, um, it's zipped to the top, it's zipped to the top. John Stones Cagool, it's zipped to the top, which I just actually think is really funny. <laughs> what? I don't understand what you sang there. He's got his Cagool is zipped to the top. That's, oh. that's a Google. I know what a Cagool is. I, just, I don't think it's a very good charm. <laughs> it's a stretch. Um, yeah. It's a stretch. So who else has it been a good week for? Not Man City chant um, inventors. (laughs) No. Um, So it's been a good week for Jonas Knudsen, who is a a Danish player who, um, after arriving to the World Cup, his wife gave birth to a baby girl and the team all clubbed together to pay for a private jet to fly back to Denmark, see his baby and then back to the competition. Oh, that's really sweet. Um, so on to bad week. Right, who has had a bad week, Sarah? Well, it's been a bit of a bad week for Steve Holland. Um, I don't know how much you got from this living in Geneva in the Swiss press, but um, the 
English media that were invited to a training session, open training session, and took photos of uh, the England team plan or what they thought it was ahead of the game uh, that Steve Holland was holding and then obviously blasted it across the media. So that led to uh, a debate of what is the role of the English media? Is it to support or to report? Uh, there was quite a hoo-ha on Twitter about it. In and the it end, a, it, it was a little co- controversial, wasn't it? Because what what they saw was that basically Rashford could be coming in for Sterling, exactly, and uh, and who the replacement would be for an injured Deli Ali. So that's that's what made it a little bit controversial. But the reaction from the team itself, because I was listening to a podcast. Carl Walker was saying that actually they appreciated his apology and then they just kind of gave him a load of banter for it. So um, it sounds like, it, you know, it was quickly uh, forgiven and forgotten and, 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 and the England players moved on. And in general, there have been some really positive, lighthearted stories coming from the England camp, which the media have been reporting on. And that's a good thing, no? Yeah, no, it just seems that everyone's really getting on. Um, they're having a lot of fun. They really, are trying to, you know, they're creating a family um, spirit. I've heard no phones at mealtimes. And I was discussing this with a friend this week uh, that it's such a difference from the uh, the golden generation when they went to the World Cup and to the Euros and their media was more obsessed with the wags and trying to catch them out drinking and well, the fact that they were out drinking anyway. This just doesn't seem so far away from this team. It's just, is a group of relatively young players having the experience of their lives that they've all worked so hard for and and they and we talked about it a bit last week but they are trying to be really open and invite the press in which is when it's you know a bit of a shame that do you really publish a photo of the team um but you know as you say that they, they took it well if you follow some of the twitter accounts of the england players they're very active and over there carl walker I think it's hilarious. His Twitter is so funny. But it's just a really good feeling coming from the England team and they're playing well and I think everyone is starting to wonder, could it could it happen? Yeah, definitely. I think um, it helps if they're all getting on, right? There was a prank apparently played on Sterling, so he... Um... He got back to his room and somebody or some of the players had put a bunch of chairs and tables on his bed. So so (laughs) I have a gut feeling that that might have been Eric Dyer and Deli Alley because uh, those two are a real terrible twosome at Spurs and they 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 like to play pranks so that's that that's if I was to investigate I'd probably choose those two but yeah no it seems seems like lots of nice stuff is coming out the England camp now where is there a couple of um, bad vibes coming from? Which, well, which which camp is that? So bad week for Argentina. They yeah. are very unhappy in the Argentinian camp. Um, I was listening to uh, a report on this yesterday, and apparently, after the last game, and it's all kind of kicked off with Sampaoli. Did I say that right, Sampaoli? Uh, it's all kicked off with him, and the two players have actually been told for this game, I guess, is it today or tomorrow? Um, they can choose who's playing themselves. I mean, that's, 
that's a pretty desperate point to get to. Uh, so the players are going to choose who plays, uh, and they've said that Sampoli can sit there if he wants or not. And it just seems an absolute disaster. And that, it, it's got a really sad tinge to it, given that this is likely to be Messi's, definitely, probably Aguero as well, their last their last World Cup, and it's, it's ending like this. Mm. Although I, I'm not necessarily uh, like that much of a fan of really focusing on one player and being like, oh, poor Messi. This was his last opportunity to win the World Cup with his team. I mean, yeah, it would be great, but, you know, it's more for the country. You know, Messi has had so many achievements himself. Does he really also need to add the World Cup to his trophy cabinet? There's been a real focus that poor Messi. Whereas actually, you know, it's it's more about the country. It's more about... It's a really, sh- it's a massive shame for the fans, the fans that have travelled over there, the fans that are watching. Um, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily feel like we should be focusing on this one player and he doesn't get to win the World Cup. No, but it is important to him as well because that is the the, the top, isn't it? That is the the number one dream of all footballers to lift the World Cup, and um, and he won't be doing it. That's it. Well, he, he may not be doing it. So they played today, don't they, uh, this evening? So, uh, yeah, that'll be a critical match to watch. Another nail-biting moment for a, for a, for a World Cup contender team. VAR has been the talk of so, talking point of so many matches... We've now had 20 penalties awarded this tournament, which is six more than were given in Brazil last year. I mean, VAR has become a really critical part of of of, of the sport. What are you, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I think it's um, it amuses me every time everyone's become very good at doing this TV screen signs there. <laughs> it's like a new thing, isn't it, for football? You don't see them like doing their little squares, um, like when they were spraying with that cam. Yeah, you know, the line, exactly. Which yeah. doesn't seem to have made a reappearance. No, I've seen but... it definitely. I was oh. I was admiring for the German <laughs> the German free kick, the one in the game. How curved the line was. They used to just like do little, you know, little line back and forth. It was this beautiful cut. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, other than um, everyone's quick adoption of a game of charades, <laughs> it's a TV show. Um, I, th- I, look, I, I, I think it's good in that it, it makes sure the right decision is made. So last night in the Spain game, um, for the Spanish, the second goal is literally onside by about a centimetre. Um and so the goal was allowed and that had a big impact in the match. And so it was the right well, decision. Well, for the group, really. Yeah. I mean, Spain went from, like, potentially going out to suddenly being top of the group. But there there are moments when it just feels like it just takes away from the spirit of the game. It's a bit like goal celebrations. Mm. Like you can't just celebrate your goal. It's a goal. Is it? I think I just scored a goal. Wait, are they doing the charade sign or...? Well, and last night, because you were watching the Spain match while I was watching the Portugal match, and the ref spent nearly four minutes uh, deliberating whether to give Iran a penalty or not. And that just completely, you know, halts the flow of the game. That said, I um, when I was watching Brazil and Neymar had gone over in the penalty area, 
Um, originally, the ref had given him the, uh, had had said, you know, that's a penalty uh, for a foul on Neymar. Uh, even though I think most of us could see that Neymar was faking it, and so he he decided to use VAR to confirm his decision. And I was rooting for the ref. I was literally shouting <laughs> at the screen like, "Come on, ref!" make the right decision and uh and yeah when he said actually no penalty i cheered as if it was a you know a, a goal uh, and apparently same thing was happening across bars in moscow that you know there was a there was a massive roar when uh, when the ref came back saying actually no penalty it's changed so, uh, the game it really has and and yesterday in the spain game after that decision I just mentioned, there was almost a fight breaking out. It, like, the tensions were rising so high. Um, you know, they, 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 they thought they'd been hard done by, the Moroccans, sorry, thought they'd been hard done by, um, mm. and it was still the wrong decision. It ended up in a fight. It's a complete change to the game. And, actually, on that point that you just said about the ref taking four minutes to decide, how's this going to impact playing time? Like, are they adding on all these extra minutes onto the game? Because you could end up, if you have, you know, three, four-minute decisions, you've got almost another quarter of an hour added on. The players yeah. can't play for that long. No. Um, I've never seen, and this might sound like a silly comment, but I don't feel like I've seen refs this knackered uh, ever, like watching any football. I know it's hot. They seem to be just like, they're, they're just really running on adrenaline and this non-stop referring back to VAR. Yeah. There's been so much pressure on them. And I wonder whether VAR is, is the beginning of the end of real-life referees. Like, are we actually going to need referees in the future will there just be a computer set you know saying uh this is offside this is a goal this is a penalty or not i'm i i wonder whether we're we're beginning to see the end of of yeah of, I, of human oh, referees i don't know if it'll ever go that far but i because there's also the physical presence of a ref has an impact on the game you know the players have got to be polite don't know if they always are, but they, you know, there's someone to remonstrate with, even though it's pointless. Um, but the physical presence of a ref has an impact on the game. What I do wonder is the quality of referees is that going to become poorer because you know they can always refer it to VAR, um, mm. and so. Uh, you can see that in the World Cup, the weaker referees and their reliance on VAR rather than the, you know, the the strong decision of it's, it's this is this or that. I mean, if there weren't any referees, it'd really upset Isla, my three-year-old, because um, during this competition, being a true blue that she is, she's supporting blue, and um, and that means supporting the ref most games. <laughs> She points at him on the TV and says, go blue. So she's all for fair play. <laughs> well, speaking of blue um, blue teams, uh, should we move on to Premier League fixtures uh, for <laughs> what next a season? Link. What a link. <laughs> I know. Smooth. 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 Well... Well, I want to talk about this because the Premier League... Man City obviously won the Premier League last year. Obviously, Centurions. Um, they also, apart from their first match, which is against Arsenal at the Emirates, their next six teams, uh, sorry, their next six games are against teams that have been promoted in the last two seasons. So they've got a really strong start. Um, so players that I already would have my eye on um, would include Stones. Yeah. And I've also heard a rumour 
that French striker Mbappe may be going to City. So that oh. might be another... Well, I've heard a rumour. Yeah, I've heard a rumour. I'm not sure about that one. I think um, one thing, though, to watch out for uh, in the final... There's so many City players involved in the World Cup and, and probably in the knockout stages um, is injuries. Yeah. And so how I'm that could impact kind of choices in that first week. John Stones, yes. I can absolutely see him getting injured during this World Cup. I hope he doesn't. Well, there's there's injuries to look out for and also transfers. But, we're, you know, this is just a... If you're starting to think about your team, who would you like to be drafting in? I mentioned Lovren earlier on, who plays for Liverpool. Um but yeah, Stones, Stones and Lovren could be making appearances as as, as on my team as defenders. Um, other couple of clubs that um, have got good first game weeks are Everton and Southampton. Uh, neither of them play top six clubs for the first five game weeks. And there's also a rumour that Loftus-Cheek could be going to Everton. So he may wow. be another good player to have on your team. Um and the other rumour that I've heard is that Newcastle's Matt Ritchie and Bournemouth's Josh King could be swapping sides. And Bournemouth actually have uh, a good start to the season as well. So maybe Matt Ritchie for uh, for midfield. So uh, we'll, we'll be uh, discussing um, who to bring into your team uh, more um, as the World Cup uh, finishes and, and we... And we look ahead for the Premier League. I have to say, I'm a little bit worried about Arsenal at the Emirates for our first game. It could go either way. Obviously, they're going to have a new manager. Mm-hmm. And uh, it could go either way, full of um, full of energy with a new start or haven't got a clue what they're doing. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm guessing you're hoping for the latter. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there, was a, there was an Arsenal player that joined the scoreboard this uh, the last week at World Cup, which Chaka. is Chaka. Yeah. Chaka um, also featured in um, my hilarious fantasy football names in Boom Chakalaka. Original. <laughs> Original. So um, I just wanted to mention <laughs> other Premier League players who joined the scoreboard. Ericsson, he scored one for Denmark. Hazard, although also a rumour that he may be leaving Chelsea and going to... France, not sure where, Monaco. It's also been rumoured he might go to City. Really? Mm. Lukaku obviously scored two more. Uh, Stones, Kane, another three. Lingard and Mane. So uh, lots of Premier League players there joining the scoreboard. Well, I'll and... tell you who would be a good shout for your first week if um, City have got an easy start. Um, it would be Leroy Sané given he's had a complete rest uh, just with his feet up watching the World Cup. I'm sure Germany is regretting that silly decision not to take him. But, yeah, he'd be a great shout for first week. Right, he's in my team. Right, OK. He's going he's gonna to be in your team, so I won't take him for that reason. <laughs> is that how we're playing? <laughs> are we going no, just... <laughs> to divvy just... them up? <laughs> we've discussed quite a few expensive <laughs> options. We're going to have to get back to our <laughs> listeners with some like good value players. So, um, quickly, we need to discuss, you know, golden boot contenders. So, Kane, Lukaku and Ronaldo look like the strongest contenders for this uh, prize. Uh, a lot will depend on how far they get in the tournament. So, I've got a fun fact 
oh, yeah. for uh, regarding golden boots. Okay. Right. <laughs> Sarah's, Sarah, your wild guest last week was mentioned every time someone listened to the podcast. So let's see if we can do better this week. <laughs> I'm nervous already. I've got so much stick for last week. <laughs> right. So golden boots, uh-huh. winners, mm-hmm. since World Cup started. Oh, God. Uh, what is the most amount of goals a, bo- uh, a golden boot winner has scored? Oh, uh, uh, eight. Higher. Oh, uh, 12. Higher. Seriously? Yeah. 20. No. <laughs> you were only, only one out. It was, it was 13 in 1958. And who was that? Just Fontaine oh. from France. Knowledge. And yeah. no, no one has scored more than that since 1958. Now, is that because no. defenders have got better? <laughs> well, I mean, if you look through, um, you know, number of goals that have been, um, sorry, a num- the number of goals that a Golden Boot winner has scored, um, yeah, potentially. So as of like the 70s, basically, we drop into single digits. Oh, right. You know, and it's like six, six, five, six. Uh, whereas prior to that, you know, we're talking 11 or high single digits. So this um, year, penalties have, have contributed to these um, gold and gold tallies so far. And given mm. your previous stat that this champion, this World Cup has more penalties than ever before, we could be looking at, uh, depending what happens... Um, a big score for the golden boot yeah winner but it all depends so at the moment you've got well ronaldo obviously missed the penalty last night so he could have been on five goals unlucky champ (laughs) you've got kane and lukaku basically at the moment who play each other on thursday and it really depends how far they both get in the in the tournament for him to win it talk a little bit about thursday how do you feel so i I'm 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 really upset, Sarah, because I'm in Greece for a wedding. We have an evening. Um, it's a tough life. I know. So we've got an evening engagement on the Thursday, and then we're flying back. Our flight literally leaves at, at kickoff on Monday evening. So if England top the group, I'm going to miss the second round. I mean, it's unlikely we're going to top the group. So to top the group, we need to draw against Belgium and not get another more yellow or red cards than them and that won't happen it uh I can I almost I can guarantee England will get a player sent off on Thursday and I'm not sure I'm not sure I mean I I think they can I do I think they're going to top the group and it would be great for them because you know the confidence that you have to then go through to the second round. And, you know, let's be honest, the two, the, the teams that they're probably going to come up against, is it Colombia and Senegal? I don't think either of them are too challenging. You know, it's not a Germany, it's not a Spain. But um, I, I think they're going to, I think they, they might beat Belgium on Thursday. I obviously want England to top the group, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I predict Carl Walker getting a red card, Two all, Carl Walker, red card, we lose it on fair play. Two all. Two all. 
co-op and red cards. I think we could I think we're gonna beat them. I think it's gonna be one nil. Tell you what, whatever happens, I think I'm gonna be watching it through my hands or behind a pillow. This is but exciting because the last two games, you know, you kind of thought we were gonna win. Um this one is the first real test. Yeah. So I'm excited um to watch. I'll I'll fill you in afterwards. I'm going, well, I think we're going to, my husband and I, I think, are going to try and make it back in time for the start. You know, the advantage is we're one hour ahead. So technically, we'd be leaving the evening engagement just at ghost. half past eight. Just ghost. Are they listening to this podcast? Just, just sneak out. I'm not, no I'm not no sure. one will notice. No one will notice they've, you've gone. And I've got a wedding to plan. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that's the end of um, what we've got to talk about today. It's been quite a long podcast. So I hope you're still listening. Um, we've just loved all the comments we've received so far. Uh, people have been following us on social media and our Instagram and Twitter and onwards and upwards. We're going to record the next episode when Anya gets back from her uh, little jaunt to Greece, not jealous at all, um, which will be into the quarterfinals, um, into the uh, exciting knockout rounds um, and they will have that episode, one more episode, World Cup specials, and then it's time to get ready for the league. So thanks for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for all your wonderful emails and tweets and, and comments that we've also received via WhatsApp. Really appreciate it. Please keep spreading the word and look forward to speaking to you next week, Sarah. I can't wait. Have a great wedding. Thanks. Bye. Bye. This show is brought to you by Furion Sports Management, the elite athlete agents that put the athletes first. Check them out across social media at Furion Sport. Sport.